0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, which team in BYU football history would you want to use in a must-win game? We'll check in on the Cougars in Kansas City with Chiefs b writer Adam Teicher. And BYU basketball's Peyton Dastrup is back from his church mission. He'll join us in Studio Plus. Hashtag this. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. Ah, uh, day two of the Five, Nine, and Under Club, BYU Sports Nation, live and in radio vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Friday, June seventeenth. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard, alongside the man who said he can't get enough of Pinterest, Brian Logan.
1: Pinterest man, I love 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 Pinterest,
0: and that's that's not a joke. Sometimes these little you know, alongside kind of make yeah. make fun yeah, and, and yeah, make yeah. things up. You actually said earlier today in our pre-show meeting that you can't get enough Pinterest. I can't, man. I, it's what Pinterest, is it about Pinterest? Pinterest is on
1: my mind all the time. It's just, I, I just love the platform. It's a, it's a DIY platform, right? So if you like to do arts and crafts and things like that, so it's, it's, a, it's a good place to look. But it's just, it's just easy and simple. You know, when I want a recipe or something, I just <laughs> go to Pinterest. I no longer have to go to Google, man. And, and so you his, don't Google it, you Pinterest it. The, yeah, so it's like, hey, let's cook a rec- recipe for crab, right? You have to go to Google. You know how I many extra clicks that takes on my thumb, and and just going to to Pinterest and it's right there. Man, that's like two clicks away compared to like five or six. How often are you eating crab? I mean, that's that's pretty expensive. That was just an example. Man. Okay, all yeah. right, I understand. <laughs> I under, by the way, nice shirt. Hey man, like you got a nice shirt on too.
0: Now now this is this is a day, honestly. I have been looking forward to this day for a very, very long time. Oh, wait. We're too short to see this. i <laughs> <The>, are <laughs> not, not is tall enough. It's causing problems <laughs> right now. The game day t-shirts, the BYU football game day t-shirts are officially available. You can get them at the BYU store, which is where I'm going to go as soon as the show's over. I'm going to go get some for the rest of my family. But you can also get them online at uh, byustore.com. Now, look. Now, see, Brian's got the white. I'm sporting the royal blue, and we've also got the navy blue. So they come in the three colors: white, yep. navy blue, and royal. And they also come in youth and adult sizes. So this yep. is actually this is a youth small.
1: Yeah, I, so I actually got a sh- medium on. So you do ha- you was, do have the was, medium? It was custom. It was custom made. No, sh- medium. Schmedium Okay. Sh- medium. Yeah. For it's those a, that make yeah. fun of me, this yeah. is a large. It's a slim fit medium. For those that don't know. What a schmedium is. <laughs> it, was, it was custom fit. They, they knew that I was coming, so I appreciate it, the. It's a the custom. Team doing that's, that. that's how important you are. These are nice, though, man. These, These are I'm, great. Man, I wish I had like five more so I could wear one for every day of the week. Oh, hey, they're only $10. You can't beat
0: that. A, a good BYU t shirt for $10. That, that is a good price. And again, man. you can get them at the store itself, at the BYU store, but you can also get them online. So if you're not local, anywhere on the planet, if you've got an internet mm-hmm. connection, go to byustore.com. You can get your shirt. Again, $10 available in youth and adult sizes, and they come in the three colors. You get your white, like Brian has, the royal blue, like I'm wearing right now, and this is the, uh, the youth in the, uh, in the Navy. So that's the front of it, repping the Y, which I love the slogan, and then mm-hmm. there's what you've got uh, on the back. Yep. I love, the, I, shirts, I love these shirts. We get these every year. I've, I've got shirts dating back six, seven years uh, in my closet. Really? We get the game day shirts. The Shepherd family gets the game day shirts every year. Nice. Always, always look forward to that. So again, you can go to uh, BYUstore.com to get those, or if you're local, you can head to the BYU store on your own. Let's get to today's headlines. BYU Baseball's Brennan Lund was drafted last week by the Angels, and how about this? He's been assigned to play with the Orem Owls. Nice. London, the Owls, by the way, will begin their season today on the road at Grand Junction. How cool is that for him to be able to play in
1: Orem? That is cool, man. You don't have to really move anywhere. I know. Taylor Sander had 23 kills in a four-set win over Argentina yesterday for USA Volleyball. The team plays Iran today at 4 Eastern and Brazil tomorrow.
0: Women's Volleyball released their schedule for 2016 yesterday. The Cougars will begin the season by hosting the BYU Invitational on August 26th and 27th.
1: Daniel Summerhays is in play right now in the U.S. Open, hitting three over... For sixty fifth through thirteen, yeah. Good luck uh, to. Uh, Did I say Danielson? that right? Yeah, yeah that right. Yeah. I, you know, I was playing a game the other day, and I think it asked me if it's like a birdie or like a par or something. I was like, oh wait, or I, bogey. I, it was double something. bogey. And I said, like, what does that mean? Are you tied or are you ahead of your opponent? And I let my teammate down because I was like, dude, I know this. <laughs> I read this like every other day on Sports Nation. I don't know what it means, but I, I, I think it's this man because it's a good. It's a good sign. And I said it and it was it was wrong and I was like oh, I'm sorry bro But
0: you say so, it with confidence and that's Yeah I was what, confident
1: that's what it is man That's if, what matters if you're gonna you know what Coach all you say if you're gonna lose lose one hundred percent Just
0: do whatever you do, just do it one hundred
1: percent. How about this? Rise and
0: shout it's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. One game, one team. Now last night in the NBA Finals, it was game 6 and the Cavaliers defeated the Golden State Warriors 115 to 101 to force a decisive game 7 on Sunday at Oracle Arena. In terms of excitement and must-see TV when it comes to sports, mm-hmm. there isn't much more than a do or die must win game 7. So, what we've decided to do is give it a little bit of a BYU football twist. Which brings us to
1: an early Twitter question, Brian. If you could choose any one BYU football team to win a do-or-die game, which team would you choose? First tweet in, at It's a hammer the 84 team, because the 84 team. <laughs> and so I could see how far they could take their undefeated record. See, this is a... This topic
0: kind of had its origins, because the, the last couple of days, not only are we tying into the NBA Finals, but over the last little while, I know that Spencer and Jeremy have, have talked about uh, the, the 96 team. Yep. And I know that for uh, BYU Media Day, they're going to be celebrating the 96 team, and so they've had the conversation, is that the best team? Yep. Case could be made that that's the best team ever, and so this is kind of a way to do both. What would you say your best team is? See, for me, if it was a must win game for BYU football, and it doesn't matter yeah. who the opponent is, it's a must win, decisive, do or die game. And you have I have to get, win so
1: if you don't win, you die. I get well saying.
0: you don't actually physically die. <laughs> but in sports terms, I well let's go over the ones that we're we're kind of talking about here. Okay. We got nineteen ninety. Yep. That's Ty Detmer, quarterback, obviously beating number one Miami, as was just mentioned uh, by uh, at it's a faux hammer at 1984, obviously national championship. 96,
1: like you said, like
0: we just yeah. talked about. 96, Sark is the quarterback, 14 to one record, finished number five in the country. How about 2008?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Listen to these names: Hall, Kali, Pitta, Unga. Yep. Some of the best mm-hmm. to ever suit up. For BYU. That 2009 team. Dude. 2009 was another great one. But for me... No, no it really wasn't that great. <laughs> 2001 is the team I'm going to go with. And I kind of surprised myself. Because I actually thought I may go with 2008. But I'm going to go with 2001, and here's why. That's obviously the Brandon Doman and Luke Staley team. I mean, that that's what they had on offense. Mm-hmm. That obviously produced the Doak Walker Award for Luke Staley who had 1,640 yards that season, 24 touchdowns, 145 yards per game, and he averaged 8.1 yards per catch. And this is, if you remember back in 2001, this team's offense was off the charts. They led the nation in points per game at 47, and also led the nation in offensive yards per game at 5.43. So this team scored 47 points and had 543 yards of offense. Every game led the nation. Defensively you had Brady Pepinga, Justin Inna, Gennaro Guilford, Ryan Denny, and let's not forget they started 12 and 0 before the Staley injury. If I have to have one team for a must-win game, I want the team that's going to give me at least 47 points. That's
1: that's a good that's a good choice, man, but with me, I'm I'm going to the opposite side of the ball. Obviously, the best side of the ball, which is the defense. And and when you think of of that question, it's it's uh, it's it's funny because everybody is going to flat out think about offense, right? Who are my offensive players? Isn't like, it funny like how 2000- we do that? It is. Not. I mean, that's how, that's you guys. Do and that, that. goes.
0: The, it goes against the
1: grain for you. I don't do that though. I don't <laughs> do that. Man. I immediate, I immediately immediately went to the defensive side of the ball. And I just thought about this 2012 team, um, which I think is probably one of the, the best defensive teams uh, in the in the Coach Mendenhall era, era, only gave up 14 points a game. And, and when you look at the rushing yards, and everybody says, and, and, and these are brilliant-minded coaches, it all starts in the trenches. And if you can run the ball, you will have success. Well, this team only gave up 63 rushing yards per game. And when you look at the, the defensive players – uh, that are currently in the NFL now: Alani Fua, my boy, shout out, Danny uh, Sorensen, Ziggy, Kyle Van Noy, Bronson Kifusi, Wani Unga. I mean, these are all current players in the NFL. And and so when you when you look at that that season and and how great this defensive team was, you are putting your team in a chance to win a game every time by having defense, no matter what. And when you look at some of these stats and some of these numbers and, and these teams, like you said, forty-seven points a game and, and, and Ty Demer throwing you know five thousand yard seasons uh, uh, or passing yards in, in one season, that's that's great and all. But you can go toe to toe with an, with another offense, right? I let's just let's let's saddle back, let's let's gunsling it out. Let's see who can score the most points before the clock runs out. But defense, though, man, defense. <laughs> Dude, defense. If you cannot score a point, you can't win. And, and check this out. This is this is I think a, a mind blowing stat here. The, that, that year they played Boise State, and they lost seven to six. Oh, and the defense did not give up one point. They didn't give up one point. It was a fumble. I think it was a fumble. Uh, a fumble uh, by the offense. Uh, no cycle picks it up, runs in for a touchdown, and you still lose the game. So, my, my, but my point is, is that. No matter what, if you have defense, if, if the, your defense can keep points off of the scoreboard, you are always in a position to
0: win a game. See, the way I look at it, and, and really the biggest reason I go 2001, as I mentioned, is offense. First of all, Brandon Doman probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves, ultimately, yeah. as being a quarterback. Let's not forget, this guy was a fifth-round draft pick in the NFL by the 49ers. I mean, this this guy played in the NFL for a couple of seasons, but... What he was able to do, leading this team, and oh, by the way, having the Doak Walker Award winner, probably the most dominant running back, and arguably the best running back ever at BYU and Luke Staley. Yep. That, that offense, I mean, you got to remember, that was Croton's first year as head coach, and the very first game they played was against Tulane, they scored 70 points.
1: That's, yeah, I that's mean, unreal, I, man.
0: I didn't even know that. Being, you know, getting defense to me is kind of a luxury. Yeah. But you, in my opinion, you gotta score. You you just have to score. If you can combine that with a good defense, it's it's like gravy to me. But when this team averaging forty seven a game, I think I think defensively that year they gave up 34, 35 points, but they were outscoring teams, so it really so didn't it, matter. It
1: didn't matter. See that? The, see there is there is times when I played in games, especially in two thousand nine, when when Max and Harvey and Dennis when they would just run up the scoreboard. And you were happy because you want your boys to to ball out and you wanted to obviously win the game. But sometimes it was like, dude, come on. Like, slow down. Please slow down a little bit. It was like you're either you have two play drives where you're going, you know, 80 yards because it's a a long pass or a broken uh, or missed tackle. You know, Harvey's running down the sideline. Or it's a quick three and out. As defense, defensively you're like you're so tired and gassed. And it's to the point where it's like, bro, we got to let them score, man. I don't care. I don't even care no more. Like, just go ahead. I'm too. I'm too tired. Just too many more. Too many plays that I have to play. But you give, You bring a good point because with that Boise State loss, if there was some type of offense, any offense, yes, yes, <laughs> the offense showed up. Decided to show up that day. Uh, even I mean, three field goals. Right, wins the game. Um, so different story there, but I'm telling you, man, there's something about defense. Defense wins championships. I think I've heard that before. You know what I'm curious about? I'm curious to see if anybody says that
0: they'll take this year's team. I mean, there's obviously a lot of hype and excitement over this year's team because, as we know, this year's team is the one that's going to take the field on September 3rd. Countdown to the Wildcats. 78.
1: 78.
0: Woo! Seventy-eight. Days. That's right. All right, we probably shouldn't have done the high five. Why, man? And we, five. we may have lost some street cred No,
1: no, you don't lose street cred, man, <laughs> for, for the high five. High fives are in, bro. It's cool.
0: Our Twitter question today. If you could choose any one BYU football team to win a do-or-die game, which team would you choose? Uh, at SA underscore BYU fan Max Hall and the 2009 Two. crew. Yes! Na- yes! Hey, oh, com- nine. Coming up, he covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. He's Adam Teicher, and he joins us next to update us on a couple of Cougars in Kansas City. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. cast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the
1: hashtag BYUSF. Be sure to catch BYU Media Day on Thursday, June 30th. We'll revisit the 1996 team along with a two hour BYU Sports Nation special. Don't miss our super cast. Will every, uh, uh, well, what? I'm, I'm so sorry.
0: We'll have every event
1: <laughs> covered we, from top wait, to bottom. That messed me up. I'm sorry. Yes, we will have every event covered top to bottom on every social media platform available. It is so, a supercast, yeah, and I feel yeah. like
0: when I say it, I like supercast. You know, like, you, I have to get rid of like, go like su- this. I, I'm to go like this. With oh, the, a little, I'm little, have the bicep flex? I'm gonna have the
1: bicep up right there. That looks like an orange right now. <laughs> Shout out to my uncle B uh, for. Uh, uh, pointing that out. But, uh, yeah, that kind of just messed me up, that line right
0: now. Yeah, right. That's all right. Know. Our Twitter question today. If you could choose any one BYU football team to win a do-or-die game, which team would it be? This one in from at CJ Hershey. He says, whichever one had Jim McMahon as quarterback. Nice. He's going all in on Jimmy nice. Mack. There's nothing wrong with that. Speaking of uh, all in, I'm all in with the Kansas City Chiefs. As you know, I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You are, I'm originally you are from independence. independence, so I'm, I don't know if this was done specifically for me to be able to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course City it Chiefs, was, man. But I'm, I'm playing it off like this was all done for me because I'm such a big Chiefs fan. Joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline, Adam Teicher. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. Adam, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are doing, doing really well. And uh, now I know it's lunchtime there in Kansas City, which begs the question, since we're talking about the area known for great barbecue, and everybody's got their favorite, which in your opinion is the best barbecue place in Kansas City?
2: Uh, I'm an a Oklahoma Joe's guy, which recently changed its name to Joe's Kansas City. So uh, if you only can get one barbecue meal in Kansas City, that's, uh, that's the place to go.
0: And do you have like a, a close second, or is it all Joe's Kansas City?
2: Oh, I, I, that's kind of my go to place. Uh, you're making me hungry here uh, by, by talking about it, but uh, that, that's kind of my go to place, yeah. Uh,
0: I wanted to talk to you, first off, about Andy Reid. And, and I loved the Andy Reid hire. Obviously, out here, as a former BYU guy, and everybody was really happy uh, to see him get another job uh, after he left Philadelphia. I don't think he's disappointed. I'm curious, from your perspective, how is Coach Reed being received as he enters year four in Kansas City?
2: Well, I mean, Chiefs fans have a long memory, and there was a lot of not a of bad football played by the Chiefs before he got here. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's, the, there's the criticisms that you know, you can't win in the playoffs, or, or you know, he certainly did win last year, but uh, you can't get him deep in the playoffs. So. You know, questions about his play calling or his um, uh, late game strategy, clock management—you know, those kinds of things. But uh, you know, Chiefs fans remember that. Uh, you know, he's he runs a pretty solid program. They remember uh, well, certainly the days before he was the coach in Kansas City. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's been a pretty popular guy.
1: Adam, when Coach Mendenhall left BYU uh, last year, we we all thought that. Andy Reid would be a top choice uh, to come in and, and fill, fill in that, that role. Um, did you hear any rumors or uh, just any word that uh, Andy was was, was uh, contacted about the job?
2: No, not really. Um, you know, I, I think he's pretty happy in the NFL. I, I think this is uh, working in the NFL and suits him well. Not that I think he couldn't do a good job at he's Went back to college and coached at BYU, but no, it was was pretty quiet on that front.
0: We had talked to when I when I had talked with Coach Reed. I mean, obviously, you know, he'd said if there ever is a college job. That I would be interested in. It was BYU, and he, so he clearly he has a love for BYU, and he hasn't been shy when he was in Philadelphia bringing in BYU guys. He's done that now with you know a couple of guys in in Daniel Sorensen and Mitch Matthews, had a couple other guys on the practice squad. Has he talked about that and and bringing in guys from BYU? Yeah, he's always you know he's
2: always telling kind of jokes about it. Every time somebody asks him. You know about a about a BYU guy, not necessarily the fact that he is a BYU guy, but hey, what do you like about this guy? Like, what do you like about Daniel Sorensen? The I mean, the first thing he'll always say is, "Well, he's a BYU guy." So you know, he 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 remembers. I mean, he uh, you know, he he'll, he'll talk about it every now and then. So um, you, know, it's, uh, you know, he doesn't hide his uh, his love for his old school. That's for sure.
1: So I'm I'm sure he always gives his quarterback. You know, being uh, from Utah, a, a pretty hard time uh, with uh, with the red and blue rivalry.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of an interesting rivalry um, out here. You know, it's, it's unfortunate they don't really play uh, that much anymore. But uh, you remember, they played in the bowl game. Was it last season? A couple of years ago? Yeah, now, it was just or a couple was, months ago? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Just last season. Yeah, that that was when uh, that was when it really got interesting between the between them for sure.
0: Adam Teicher joining us here on BYU Sports Nation, covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. We mentioned Daniel Sorensen, and he obviously seems to have found a home as an undrafted free agent. He's been really good on special teams, played well in the secondary when given the opportunity. What do you expect his role to be this upcoming season?
2: I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. You're right, he has done a nice job coming in. He's called that a a nice niche for himself, and, and that's what most players, are. in the NFL you have your superstars, and then you have guys who create roles for themselves, he's done a real nice job, you know, he'll kind of play that, uh, um, sort of that hybrid uh, safety linebacker position, uh, when the Chiefs go with some uh, extra DBs, and uh, he's done a nice job of that, Um And as you mentioned, he's uh, playing on special teams as well, so uh, he's done that well for himself, and um, I I expect he'll make the Chiefs again this year. Um, As a matter of fact, they just finished off-season practice yesterday, but he was um, starting it. He was the first-team free safety, believe it or not, because Eric Berry hasn't been practicing. Eric Berry doesn't have a contract, so he wasn't uh, attending the off-season practice, and uh, so he kind of got a lot of those snaps um, during the off season as well. So you know, I think it was a good off season for him. And uh, you know, I don't, other than an injury uh, to, to Daniel Sorensen, I, I don't see any scenario where uh, he doesn't make the team this year.
0: How is Daniel viewed by his teammates? Maybe specifically at that position group.
2: Oh, I, I think there's you know there, there's a lot of respect for him. Uh, you know, again, he's kind of a guy who came out of nowhere. I mean, he was a, he was undrafted, and uh, you know, I, I think the guys who make it that way kind of. Uh, you know, I, I think everybody looks at them with a lot of respect because they have really got to earn what they have got. You know, a lot of times the draft pick, uh, you know, a low round guy, you know, he he'll get a grace period to show what he's got, but the, the undrafted guys really have to prove something. They've got to show uh, something right away, and that's kind of what uh, Daniel Sorensen did.
1: Adam, I saw an article. I think, or, or I don't know. Maybe uh, I was talking to my friends about it. That uh, Danny had made a, a uh, captain role for special teams. I, I think for about two weeks. Um, can you speak to his his leadership and how guys view him, and, and even more so, uh, Andy Reid as his head coach? Yeah, I
2: mean, I, you know, again, yeah, I do think that. Uh... You know, there's a lot of respect for for Danielson, so yeah, he um, you know, he's kind of one of the regulars on special teams, so and uh, you know, he's kind of got that role, and, and I and I think everybody uh, uh, feels pretty
0: good about him for sure. Travis Kelsey and Jeremy Macklin are clearly the top targets in the passing game, but overall, uh, I would I would think that the receiving core is looked at as is not necessarily deep, which then brings us to Mitch Matthews, who is an undrafted free agent. What have you heard about Mitch Matthews? How has he looked in some of these uh, mini-camps and and things like that? And what do you think his chances of actually making this team are?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you you can see that, uh, you know, with with his size, there's some things to work with there. Um, You can tell just from watching him during the off-season practices that there there are some things that uh, I think the Chiefs like about him. But, you know, having said that, the Chiefs are probably going to keep six wide receivers. The top three guys are pretty solid: Jeremy Maclin, Albert Wilson, Chris Conley. They drafted two guys, and we talked a little bit about draft picks. Both of these guys, I think, are going to make the team at least one spot. Um, and I, there's some guys ahead of him right now, so uh, for that that last spot. So I don't think Mitch Matthews is going to make the, the regular season roster. Um, I, I think the best he can hope for right now is a practice squad spot. But from what he's shown so far, I, I I would be surprised if the Chiefs didn't keep him around on the practice squad. I mean that that's not just influenced by what he's done but some of the things around him. Are, you know, hey, Are there other receivers ahead of him? Do they need to keep a lot of bodies in a different position because uh, they're thin on the regular roster? So that can be influenced by different things. But at this point, I'd be surprised if Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mitch Matthews didn't make the uh, the practice squad here in Kansas City.
1: Adam, outside of uh, just just injury and bodies, what do you think Mitch Matthews has to do to make this, this 53-man roster?
2: Well, uh, yeah... You know, I, I think it's going to be tough for him just because you know, he, he's battling a lot of factors that are out of his control right now. I mean you, hey, you know, anybody can make the team by showing, uh, you know, by showing uh, by, by playing really well. But right now, he's at the back of the line. He doesn't have a lot of experience. He does have two draft picks ahead of him as far as making those the roster and claiming uh, a couple of those spots. So I, I think realistically, it's going to be tough for him to make the. Uh, the, the 53 when the, when the regular season starts you know there's just too many guys ahead of him and and uh, you know hey if, if there's some injuries and some other factors playing you know maybe he could uh, grab one of those spots but, but realistically things we can foresee right now I think it's going to be kind of tough.
0: Adam Teicher covering the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. Adam I know you uh, you do great stuff I fo- I've uh, followed you for a long time for those that want to follow you on Twitter what's your Twitter handle? It's Adam Teicher, just one word. There you go. Great stuff on uh, on the Chiefs. Again, my favorite team. I'm very excited. But also great stuff on the uh, the BYU Cougars that are on the roster. We appreciate the time, and uh, good luck this season. Thanks, anytime, guys. There you go. Adam Teicher joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You know, I mean, look, I'm a fan of the team. I have high hopes. It's a tough division when you're dealing with uh, having the Broncos who just won the Super Bowl in your division. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm pleasantly optimistic, or cautiously optimistic is probably the better way to say it for my Chiefs this year.
1: What, uh, what's your team, by the way? Uh, I'm a Niners fan. Niners? Okay. Mm, yeah, I'm a Niners fan. There's nothing yeah. wrong
0: with that. Yeah,
1: no, uh, Last year there was, but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Our Twitter question, if you could choose any one BYU football team <laughs> to win a do-or-die game... Which team would you choose? Twigger Stone says the 1980 team, they won when no one gave them a chance. Mental toughness to do what is key in a do-or-die situation. Coming up next, he's back from Panama and ready to suit up for the men's basketball team. Peyton Dastrup joins us next in Studio B. There he is. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Today's the day. Football game day t-shirts are now available at the BYU Store and online at BYUStore.com. Adult and youth sizes are available for only $10 in navy, royal, and white. Get yours today. If you want some custom orders for the medium size, <laughs> uh, hit up Jason. <laughs> no, you can ask for the Brian Logan. Hit, hit up Jason on, on, his, on his Twitter handle, uh, DM him. And he will uh, make that happen.
0: As soon as the show's over, I'm headed over to the BYU store. I'm uh, getting some for the rest of the Shepherd family. Uh, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU baseball's Brennan Lund was drafted last week by the Angels, by the way, his favorite team. And he's now been assigned to the Orem Owls. Congratulations to him. Lund and the Owls will begin play tonight. First game of the season on the road at Grand Junction.
1: Taylor Sander had 23 kills and a four-set win over Argentina yesterday for USA Volleyball. The team plays Iran today at 4 Eastern and Brazil tomorrow.
0: Women's volleyball released their schedule yesterday for 2016. The Cougars will begin the season by hosting the BYU Invitational on August 26th and
1: August 27th. Daniel Summerhays is in play right now in the U.S. Open, hitting 3 over for 62nd through 15. Very nice. That was good, huh?
0: <laughs> now, here's the deal. We, over the last two days, have been very proud of the fact that uh, kind of an exclusive club here. It's the five foot nine and under club. Um, this has now been blown out of the water mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, of our yeah, next yeah. guest, but we are very happy to have him here. But the whole five nine and under thing's not going to work for him. Uh, Peyton Dastrup is joining us here in Studio B, one of the newest members of the BYU basketball team. You said you've been home a little over a week from your mission. Now you went to Panama. What's been the biggest transition for you coming
3: back from your mission? biggest transition um i mean haven't had a whole lot of workout stuff in terms of like getting ready for the season yet just been kind of visiting with family friends but biggest transition would probably say getting back into the whole speaking english type of deal (laughs) you you said you're
0: you're speaking spanish when uh, you know just out of habit
3: yeah i mean it's it's what i've been doing for the past two years and so it's i mean when somebody does something for you or to you, you say gracias and they kind of look at you like what's up (laughs) what are you saying why are you speaking spanish but you know it's all good
1: how so how was your your mission how was the experience
3: i mean i think everybody's mission is is special to them in an individual way but but mine really allowed me to to complete what what i went out there to do to to help people go closer to their heavenly our heavenly father and and kind of convert myself even even deeper into what i believe and and I mean, the two years that I was out there have have really changed me and allowed me to to grow in a way that I think will impact um, this team that we have coming up in, in some really really good ways.
0: Hey, speaking of growing, uh, are you any taller than when, before you left?
3: Um, people say that I I may be a little taller. Um, what do you
0: now? Where where were you when you left, and where do you
3: think you are now? I was about six nine when I left. Ooh-wee. And <laughs> how would it be, Brian? Oh.
0: Oh, man. I no. want to be right here. It's
3: okay. Hey, good. When, when we're, when we're up, in the, up in the heavens, maybe we'll get a little... <laughs> <laughs> we, can tra- we can make a little trade. Yeah, yes, 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 yes,
1: yes. yes. We could, let's, let's sign that. Let's Sounds sign good. A, let's sign a contract Fair right enough. there. Fair
3: enough. So um, people say that I did, um, but it may be just that they haven't seen me for two years and they're kind of just getting reaccustomed to seeing me around and stuff. So I mean, we'll, we'll get the measurements in, in in a few days and we'll we'll get to I'm see not, for sure.
1: I'm not going to lie, man. When I... When I when i think about basketball players i think it's just small well tall but like just smaller guys you're kind of big dude i'm feeling his bicep right now just (laughs) but yeah i mean you're 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 built out did you have any opportunities to to work out on your mission or Um, just just natural
3: right i mean i've always been a bigger person Mm -hmm. in 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 general and stuff um panama didn't have a whole lot of options in terms of getting into the weight room like you do here in the smith building or anything like that but
1: you just gotta find like a park and do exactly i mean <laughs> you fill
3: you fill milk jugs with with sand or or nice. you f- you find a little like some some buckets that you fill with concrete and you make shift weights a little bit um nice. push-ups sit-ups jump rope just basically things that that you can do for the half hour they give you in the morning and feel like I, I made the best of it obviously
0: because of the mission you know it's been a while since you committed you've been out of the public eye Everyone remembers that you originally said that you were going to go to Ohio State, Change your mind. Take us back to that decision and remind us why BYU was the right fit for you.
3: Right. So um, I just felt that when I committed to Ohio State originally, I felt like it was a good fit in terms of the, the conference that they play in. I mean, the Big Ten's a really, really powerful conference with a lot of solid teams, Um, coaching staff a a history with with people that have gotten to the NBA in terms of like Evan Turner Greg Oden Mike Conley etc and so um, I kind of looked into it um, as an option like that but after I committed I went to school the following day and had on an Ohio State shirt and stuff like that and people were saying congrats hey good luck things like that and I I oh yeah thanks man appreciate it like but I was I was missing something there wasn't something that they didn't quite make me feel like I was the happiest I could have been with my decision and so the following day it was a Saturday I kind of asked my parents and and told them I was I was re- not reconsidering at that point but just kind of thinking about why I wasn't feeling that way and Sunday I talked to some some people that um, club coaches high school coaches Bishop and and prayed about it and felt like I needed to make the change and so Sunday night I Call up the coaching staff when they were in Palo Alto, getting ready to play Stanford that year, and it was like, So you gonna send me my national nice letter <laughs> ten or what <laughs> and they were they were pretty excited, so um I think the overall change it was just a better better fit um I know the guys we've played in club, been to camps together um and with the group of guys that we have that are that are here and that are gonna be coming in um People have people have been talking about the anxiety that they have to see how really how well we're gonna be able to, to produce the results that we're capable of this year. And I mean it's gonna be a process. It's gonna require hard work and, and on the grind every day, but I know I'm one hundred percent willing and able to do everything I can, so we bring some excitement to Cougar Nation.
0: We actually had uh, assistant coach Terry Nasherfon yesterday and you you talked about expectations and we asked him how the coaching staff is handling it and he very quickly said we're embracing it right i mean have have you had a chance to talk with the guys i mean is that the sentiment amongst the players let's
3: just embrace this thing Mm i i haven't gotten had had a chance to really get to to communicate one-on-one with some guys we had a, a little group text going that that said i mean this monday we're getting started um we're getting ready to 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 get things on the roll um we got conditioning and and weightlifting on Monday and and just kind of the the way that the message was was displayed um I think it was Elijah and Kyle and Nick that kind of took the initiative to 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 send that out the tone was really uh, focused um we got the mentality that that we can do the things that we were capable of and and if we're putting in the effort and we're doing everything that we we should and we know that we can do there's no reason why why we can't complete and achieve the goals that we have, even if they're they're kind of extensive. So,
1: What are some of your expectations and goals uh, personally for this year?
3: Um, well, I think whatever, coming off the mission it is, is kind of a a once and I mean, there's not a whole lot of other universities that have the guys that are coming back. And so the maturity, I think it'll be helpful in terms of being able to process things and be patient about um, the process of getting back into shape and all that stuff. Um, but I'm really looking to be a contributor for the team, whatever the things that they, they need, I'm willing to do. Um, and if that means, um, I mean, coming off the bench, being a starter, whatever it is, um, I'll take it and I'll run with it. And, and I've always been a person that's kind of excited for, for the team, not necessarily seeking out personal achievements and, and stuff, even though it's good to have personal goals and things that can drive you and motivate you to do better, but Overall, I mean, with the guys that we have, I know that um, that things are going to be good if we really gel as a team and we're really able to to move the ball and 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 get things going from the perimeter in and and back out and and I mean, we'll see the results when when the season comes.
0: For those that may not necessarily be familiar with your game, how would you describe your skill set and what you're bringing to this basketball team?
3: Right. So, in high school, um, I mean, being the biggest guy on the team, coach. My high school coach coach ernst was was really desirous of me being a back to the back back to the basket post player um, jump hooks spin moves pivot stuff like that down in the paint and um, i guess i i w- i would say I had a tendency to kind of not shy away from that but i i like to I like to face up and kind of get a view of the basket and kind of see the other options that I have so if I catch in the post. I may be able to to work my way to the post and and kick it out or get a shot up, but you'd probably see me face up more than anything and kind of be able to view the options and read the defense, when, which you can't do as well when your back's to them. So, um, in the post up, like a face up game, um, was able to work pretty pretty decently with a with a elbow high post jumper my sophomore year more than anything and then kind of extended a little bit of my range junior and senior year playing club a bit um, over the summers and um, kind of being able like I said read the defense and make an extra pass that that allows an open three in the corner on the opposite wing to be an option because in high school doubles and triples were sent at me to try to impede my progress toward the basket and then the passing game opened up so um, hopefully the defenses will do the same thing, and we'll be able to get, get those guys in the perimeter threes and stuff. So a little bit of everything, um, but just excited to be back and be able to extend a little bit of the skill set that I've got right now.
1: So I, I haven't went on a mission and, you know, experienced coming back and uh, trying to get back in shape. I know a lot of my teammates have, and I've seen them uh, – kind of just over on the sideline throwing up and, and right. cramping up <laughs> um, so I know there's a lot of excitement but that's got to be something that you're dreading, right is just fit, thinking about the burn in your chest as you try to get back into shape
3: right um I mean it's definitely the thing that I think may maybe present a challenge more. thing might be the altitude change um I mean Panama's pretty much sea level there's not a whole lot of altitude in the country and the times that I got to run around I was playing soccer on p-days with the with my companions and, and stuff like that. So I mean, I was able to get a little round, but yeah. it's, it's nothing like what, what Coach Quincy, but it's stuff that I've heard about what we're going to be going through. But, <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta embrace the pain because when you embrace it, it becomes what your, your product is so that's, that's embrace that's,
0: the Hashtag embrace that, the pain. That's hashtag right. That's,
1: so that's kind of the extreme of, of the worst, right? But I think coming back, I would now I'm just assuming, right. um, would be opportunities to date. And, and, and the woman... Because, right, that's... Now, that's see, now, see, that's,
0: mom and dad are over here on the corner. And wait, dad's like, yeah. yeah yeah yep.
1: Mom's like, oh, my gosh.
3: She's scratching her head. Oh, oh, my mom's gosh. Shaking,
0: mom's shaking her head no. <laughs>
2: no.
0: <laughs> so,
3: we'll you, see. Oh, hey, you're I, at the right I, school, have, though. Let's be true. honest. Yeah. It's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you had any opportunities yet where people trying to... I know you've been back I a week. Right. week.
3: I mean, I pulled into Provo yesterday. um And so... To be honest, I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities <laughs> to the people I talk to more than anything are converts and investigators and members in Panama, so it's kinda like haven't ha- I haven't been reaching out into the the pool of of possible dating options yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not expecting something great to to come around in the near future. But if it does, you know, you got to take yeah, it. Yeah. Well, mean, but,
1: let's, let's hook up. Let's, we'll, let's see, we'll, up, we'll see what away. we can Please? do. Yeah.
3: We'll, we'll see what connections we can make for you. Peyton,
0: great stuff. Thank you so much for coming in. I know, uh, BYU sports nation's excited to have you back and, uh, getting ready to get on the court. Um, Will you uh, please sign the flag? We have the stretch Y flag back here. Sure. We'd like to have all of the uh, all of our guests come in and sign us. If you wouldn't Sounds mind good. signing that, we'd appreciate it.
3: It's for a shout out for Jeremy and Spencer. It's the Herbie Hancock from there. You go from Tommy Boy. <laughs> the Herbie Hancock. I mean, they're, they're not here with us, but hey, you got uh, them
0: Absolutely.
3: Shout out! That's right. Special thanks to uh,
0: Peyton Dash for joining us. Coming up next, hashtag this. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard here, Brian Logan there, live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: Be sure to catch the BYU Media Day Supercast on Thursday, June 30th, available all day long on every Media platform as we revisit the 1996 team. Catch up with the new coaching staff, current players and give you a special two-hour BYU Sports Nation.
0: I can't wait for that day. I love I can't wait either, man. BYU Media Day. But this year with the Supercast, we've got you covered from top to bottom. Hey, want to say thanks again one uh, one more time to Peyton Dastrup uh, from BYU Basketball for coming. Yeah. In. He's only been home from his mission a little while, uh, but like he said, a little over a week. A so thank, a week, man, thanks yeah. to Peyton for coming in. I had a blast with him. Amazing uh,
1: story, dude. I did not know that. As Even as we were prepping, I did not know that story that he had— Originally, originally committed commi- to yeah to Ohio, so Ohio State, State yeah. before
0: committed to BYU. In fact, there were quite a few teams that were going after uh, Mr. Dastrup, which brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
0: Around fifty,
1: 50 excuse plus. me,
0: more than more 50, than fifty, more than fifty schools offered Peyton Dastrup a
1: scholarship. Coming crazy. out of high school, that is crazy. You see, you, I you should... said I had two. <laughs> I had two, and a half, I had two and a half actually, because one guy taken back. So, yeah, I call it a half still.
0: All right, you ready for uh, hashtag this? For those that don't know how it works, this is how it works. Our producer gives us a topic, we hashtag it. Simple as that. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Number one, Brennan <laughs> and is signed to the Orem Owls as his first. I will go hashtag home sweet home. How awesome is that, that he's assigned to Orem? Now, I mean, he's from South Jordan, but, I mean, he played at BYU, and not only does he get to go to his favorite team in Anaheim, that's who drafted him, but he gets assigned to the local team in Orem? That's awesome. So hashtag home sweet home.
1: I'm going to do hashtag Z's with the emoji character with the Z's. (laughs) Because oh, oh. <laughs> it's kind of it's boring, man, to me. I mean, it's, it's cool to what, stay home. But you want to go somewhere else? Yeah, I, w- I would. I would want to go travel the world, man. I would want to be free and fly and not be caged up and experience life. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Number two.
0: Number two, Taylor Sanders with 23 kills for Team USA versus Argentina last night. Hashtag overkill. Now, I mean, sometimes that's that's negative, but not in this case. Twenty-three kills for Team USA. We were talking about that yesterday. Just how great of an opportunity this is for for Taylor, you know, and, and you know, it's, it
1: obviously brings recognition to the BYU volleyball team. So, uh, overkill is my hashtag. Say hashtag Ball So Hard University because that's where he came from and representing uh, in. Uh, and outside the world, right? Or outside of the, the university and the league and uh, continuing on his, his greatness and being able to showcase that throughout the world. All right, number three. Number three, Steph Curry's mouthpiece having a
0: rough night last night. Yes, he did. He by the, Before we get to the hashtag, he was fined $25,000 for throwing his mouthpiece into the stand. What, what's your hashtag for
1: that? Uh, I'm going to say hashtag not worried about the crumbs. <laughs> More focused on the bread, meaning That is a long hashtag. Meaning 25, <laughs> 25K isn't going to do nothing to me, man. I'll throw my mouthpiece all day long. I'm going to go
0: with hashtag deli does it better. <laughs> Everybody knows about deli's mouthpiece. He keeps, <laughs> at least he keeps it in his mouth. Right. Steph Curry threw it in and he ended up hitting a kid. Now it turns out it was the son of like part owner of the calves and it didn't really hit him. It was like hit him shoulder, it didn't do any damage. But hashtag deli does it better. Better. All right, last one, number four. Number four, Cleveland, Golden
1: State, Game 7. What do you got? I'm sorry, hashtag, hide your kids, hide your wives, because um, they're going to win in in Oakland. And we talked about this yesterday, man. And it's a celebration sometimes gets out of hand in the Bay Area. So, uh, yeah, hide your kids, had your wives.
0: All right, I'm going to go pretty simple. Hashtag Game 7. That's all you need to know. It's Game 7. It's do or die Winner take all, loser go home. Game seven. Hash, that's that's hashtag this. Nice. That's what that's 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 what I'm saying. Who do you yeah, got, I'm by seven. the way? Who who are you going with got for the this? The Warriors, man. On uh, who you got? Golden State. Got the Cleveland. Warriors. You're going with, going with the Warriors. I think yeah, the Warriors I, are going to
1: win. I'm pulling for Cleveland. I mean, I'm a I'm not a bandwagon guy. I'm a I I'm a Lakers fan. I grew up a Lakers fan. But it's, it's the hometown. You know, I got to I gotta go.
0: It's going to be hard for Cleveland to win. Even though they've already done it, it's going to be hard to win at Oracle. <laughs> Coming up next, the Cougar Whip Around. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the Miners. BYU Baseball's Brennan Lund was drafted last week by the Angels, and he's been assigned to the Orem Owls. Lund and the Owls will play their season opener tonight on the road at Grand Junction.
1: Volleyball. Taylor Sander had 23 kills and a four-set win over Argentina yesterday for USA Volleyball. The team plays Iran today at 4 Eastern and Brazil tomorrow.
0: On the women's side, women's volleyball released their schedule yesterday for the 2016 season. The Cougars will begin the season by hosting the BYU Invitational on August 26th and August 27th.
3: Cougars in the PGA. Uh, Daniel
1: Summerhays is in play right now in the U.S. Open, hitting four over for 80, 82nd through sixteen. Soccer. Men's
0: Soccer beat San Francisco last night 1-0. They play at uh, Burlingame t- tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time.
1: Football. Signing defensive back for BYU football, Uriah Leitaua. Did I Did I get that? Did I get that good? You just, just, just. Go right through that, it. That's nice, nice, man. Nicely done. Uh, nicely Uriah done. came home from his mission in, uh, in Samoa yesterday. Very
0: nice. Uh, future guests coming up next week. Uh, listen to this. Tyler Hawes, nice. Shea Martinez-Collinsworth, nice. Phil Steele, and Ed Keel. How about that? It's a
1: good lineup right
0: there, man. Yeah, Ed Keel from the 96 team. Phil Steele. Which we're obviously going to be celebrating on during the Supercast for super a BYU cast. Media Day coming uh, every up. Every
1: time we say Supercast, we're going to go, I just feel hey, can you guys play that? <laughs> if we play some, if we do that, Supercast? That could happen. Uh, no, they can do it. Today's
0: Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. For the Rise and Shout today, I'm giving it to Brennan Lund for being able to play close to home. It's a Rise and Shout for him, but also how about his parents, being able to see him play with the Orem Owls. Our Twitter question today, if you could choose any one BYU football team to win a do-or-die game, which Team, would you choose? Uh, at N underscore Crowley19 says John Beck and company in 2006, they had a perfectly balanced offense and a tenacious defense. Hmm. How about this one? At S- S- Still Team Riley, Jimmy Mack and the Still 1980 Coogs Our elite tweet of the day comes from at Ben Bitter. If this is a death match, I choose whichever team has Mo Longy for, wow. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Can, wow. we, can we pick teams in the future?
1: Thanks to all of our guests and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN.
0: Absolutely. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Mike Hay, BYU Sports Nation, back on Monday at noon Eastern time. See ya!